welcome back to Hollywood Dish, the show where we dish all things Hollywood. As always, I'm Rebecca North. And I'm Nicole Rovine. And we're back again. We're so excited about today's guest. But before we introduce her, Nicole, how are you? What's your weekly update or couple weekly update? Yeah, we it's been a minute um, and we're back. I just as you said that I was like, I need to take a breather because I I feel like I can't even complain because you have you have more to say than I have to say about uh, complaining rights. But I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm I'm so I feel like rejuvenated to be here, but I feel like I've just been like running so low for the last few weeks. And I truly feel very uh, just reinvigorated to be back here. I like I like when we're here, and we talk and we, we cover everything because my mind is always racing with all these stories. So when we just like lay it all out and talk about it, I feel very at peace. So now that we're here, I'm good. But I just had to, I was so, I've been like anxious for weeks. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm back in a good swing, but I've, I, I don't know. So I'm good overall. I'm good. I've been watching a lot of television as always. Um, movies, which we're going to get into the Oscars, of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been good. I've been, I feel like right now I'm, I'm happier than I've been and I'm very happy to be back. How are you, Rebecca? I mean, I agree. I've been like, so itching to talk about so many things that have been going on. Like obviously the big, the elephant in the room or in the media. And I've been super interested to like, could not wait to talk. I did test positive for COVID this morning. So that's a crazy turn of events. Um, I like feel kind of fine. I mean, I'm like a little beat. It was really just like me being dramatic as per usual. Like anytime I cough, I test every time I have a headache, I test. And then I had a headache and I was just like, yeah, why not? And it was positive. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> crazy, but I'm doing fine. I mean, I can't really complain because I already had COVID and it was a lot worse right off the bat. So you had it recently, right? Yeah. I had it November and then I got my booster in between and then I don't know. It's crazy, but I, I, someone's out to get me, but. Oh, well, you know what? It's good that you, it's good that it's less like intense this time. Oh yeah. No, like I would never have even like, if I wasn't so dramatic, I would have never even tested if I was like a normal person, but I did. And luck, thank God I did. Cause then I'm not going out and spreading it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has definitely been the highlight of my day so far, even though we've been on for two minutes. So I'm really excited and I'm itching to introduce our guest. Nicole, will you do the honors? Yes, yes. We're happy to have you. And thank you so much, Rebecca, for being here amidst the illness and hope that this makes you feel better. And this like, yes. you feel you, you feel like it's it's a little medicine just to for sure. talk about superficial Hollywood nonsense. It's 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 a little dose of sugar that you need. Um, and on that note, someone else who we love to talk about all this stuff with, not always in front of the camera, but always behind the camera when we're texting about this stuff, this person is always on our text chain when we're talking about everything that you see here. And she is the producer of our show. She edits a lot for the SNL Network. She does so much behind the scenes. And so we're so excited to have her in front of the camera tonight to give her opinions on things. We get the privilege of that all the time in our group chats. And now you get to have it in your ears or on your faces if you're on YouTube. And so with that, welcome to the podcast, Shelby Frost Woods. Hello. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. I, I'm i always behind the scenes watching you guys do the show and I have so many comments in my head. I'm like, I'd be so funny. So I'm glad to uh, finally <laughs> do the show. You also, I should point out for our audio listeners, Shelby is unlike me and Rebecca who look... Um, 
a little no I'd say we we both look the most casual we've ever looked oh, ever looked both yeah. of us both of us I'm in like a gray sweatshirt you're in a, we're like a both beanie. In gray sweatshirt we're both you are too right yeah I couldn't even tell yeah so we're both like we're both just raggedy and Shelby is in her Oscars finest like you look like you just rolled off the red carpet so thank tell you the people what you're wearing um who you're wearing that's what people say right who are you wearing <laughs> Okay, tell. I'm wearing my friend Audrey's dress that uh, she didn't want anymore. And <laughs> very <laughs> nice. My color earrings that I got off of an Instagram ad. Very oh, nice. We love. Thank you. We love that. I, I had so much respect for all of the report. We're going to get into this more, but like every reporter on the red carpet this weekend, I was re- aware more than ever of how hard that job is of asking so many people what they're wearing and what they're excited about and all their stuff. And I saw so many cringy red carpet interviews and I just was like, that seems like the m- most stressful thing ever. And um yeah, it was just like you have to remember so much all the t- it's it's crazy. Um, so we just yeah. I just had to do it to one person. I just had to ask one person what, who you're wearing and how you're excited to be here. So uh, yes, and also well. though, yeah, you are setting the bar now for all future guests. So to mm-hmm. all of our future guests out there, this is our this is our expectation now. If you're not coming in red yes. carpet attire, then we just you don't care as much. As and let does. me be clear. Let me be clear. Rebecca and I will get more and more casual every time. So we're in gray sweatshirts <laughs> yep. today. Next time we're going to wear. I don't even like, know. I'm not going like to shower dirty from rag, today. No showering. Like, I'm not showering for a week now. Not until next Oh, yeah. Now. Oh, we I can't shower until the next one. Can't wash my hair. Can't do anything. I'm going to keep my earrings in so that they get all rusty. Like mm-hmm. they're going to just like rust on my earlobes for a week. So <laughs> we're going to get I think I do that anyway. I don't ever do really? my earrings out. Mine fall. I have, I I have like 10 all over these and I never touch them. Oh, I, I if I keep them you in, they, really just, tell, they get weird. Because I have like headphones and everything, but I've got these over here. Got all the way oh, up. You have a lot. I have a lot. Yeah. What do you have, Metallic. Shelby? Are you, are you pierced? Oh, yes. I just got my septum pierced, but I put it up for the... Uh, podcast because I was like you probably won't be able to tell what's coming out of my nose if it's just does Um, it affect like your like nasal uh production you know what it does kind of feel like I have a nosebleed all the time it's and it's Mm -hmm. sort of stressing me out I'm always touching it I'm like oh it's my piercing and like my septum like my actual septum is pretty swollen right now so that feels a little strange but I love it I think it's very cute no, okay. I have my nose too, and it gets like itchy sometimes, like in a mask, and it gets like caught to the mask. And I'm like, yes. why did I do this in the middle of a pandemic? Oh, like, I didn't even think of that. It must be like so if you so, use like, the blue masks, you know how they get like itchy sometimes and do it, it'll get stuck. Yeah. So, I'm yeah, one right now, I could picture it. I'm holding one up to the thing, literally, right? and I'm picturing it puncturing the mask. Yeah. Well, I have just. <laughs> Just my one piercings, and I'm very boring and basic like that. My mom um, would love you more than she loves me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Everyone in my family were so basic. Like we, it's like we all have our ears pierced, but no more than that. It's like we, we're all very just, just like basic. And whatever. I'm a disruptor in my house. Um. Very nice. By comparison, I would say I'm also a disruptor, but it's really not saying that much in my house. Uh, well. With that, we are going to dive into our um, our first story, and we've already touched on it. It is impossible to avoid this topic um, if you have been in consuming any any media, any pop culture conversations at all this week. You know what we're going to talk about. You know what this is about. It's the slap. It's the slap. So the slap heard around the world. 
of course, we're gonna, it, it's like, you, you can't avoid this. Like I was at a family function with people who usually I'm like the crazy one talking about pop culture. And they're like, we couldn't care less, but it wasn't even me initiating the conversation. We talked for four hours debating this thing. So if you, you're here, you probably know the details. Basically, Chris Rock, who, who has hosted the Oscars twice, once 2005, once 2016, he was a presenter for the most, you know, the 2022 Oscars, introducing the best documentary feature category. He cracked some jokes to the audience. He took some shots at people, including one at Jada Pinkett Smith. And it was a reference to G.I. Jane, the movie where Demi Moore shaved her head and, and, and played a woman who was bald. And Chris Rock said, G.I. Jane too, can't wait to see it. And, show, you know, because Jada Pinkett Smith is bald and something that a lot that she's been open about, but that she didn't, maybe people didn't know is that she's bald as a result of her alopecia, which is a medical condition. And so it was basically Will Smith seemed like at first he was laughing. And then all of a sudden he wasn't laughing. He stormed up to the stage and he slapped Chris Rock. And then twice he said, get my wife's name out of your effing mouth. The broadcast cut out for 30 seconds, maybe even more. And it was picked up in Australia and Japan elsewhere. So it took no time for this story to catch fire all around the internet. People were posting the the broadcast from elsewhere so you could hear everything. And this story has just set the world on fire. I can't remember the last time so many people were talking about something, period. I'm just baffled more than the actual story just by the amount that it is consuming all of us, everyone I talk to. Rebecca, what do you think? I had the same thing actually is like I was out to dinner because I'm three hours behind anyway. So I was like out to dinner and my wrist is like my Apple watch is buzzing like crazy. And I was like, sorry, I don't want to be rude, but like, I'm really curious. Something's going on. And it was my mom and my grandma going back and forth being like, what just happened? Was it scripted? Which was everyone's initial reaction was because Will was laughing for the first like 10 seconds. It really seemed kind of scripted. And then you quickly find out after by no means was that scripted at all and it was on the spot and it like took me a full day to like gather my thoughts and and opinions there and I just think the whole thing is like so wild like yes that joke is making fun of someone's medical condition and that should not never have happened uh, in the beginning whether Chris Rock wrote it himself or I actually heard that other writers like wrote it for him that joke should have never been in existence you don't make fun of people's medicals but you're at the Oscars. You're at one of the most prestigious award shows ever. I the honestly most. think it would have been, yeah, I think it would have been more appropriate if like Will Smith sat there and said like, get my name is my wife's name out of your mouth and didn't do the slap. I understand an, an immediate reaction, but I was like, that is not the right reaction by any means is to go and slap him across the face, like on public television, only moments before you get your really prestigious award. Like I... I like don't even know how to express like just how shook I was by the whole thing. And it was just so wild and just so inappropriate, like not the time nor place and not the response you should ever give anyone. Not a time. And I just when he said that, um, he said there's not a time. The, the, Ariana DeBose in her beautiful acceptance speech, she referenced a West Side Story quote from that song. There's a place for us. And he said, there's, this is not a place for that. It should have been. There's a place for everyone. And it, it just, there wasn't a place for what Will Smith wanted to do. There wasn't. And yeah. when you said that, it just came into my head. Yeah. And like, I get it's a bad joke. It's a horrible joke. And I 
he's causing more attention to the joke and like it is now it was like a million times more public yeah like he didn't say anything no one would have even processed that it it was in reference to a bald woman in reference to like i i thought that gi jane was a character that jada pinkett smith played and that like maybe they were making fun of that it went right over should, my that, head. that there should have been like a sequel but the, the movie was a bomb so there wasn't a sequel and they're making fun oh. of how she had a flop movie like that sort of sense I, I had no idea all of this and i never would have known if he didn't if blow it up slap him. Yeah, yeah shelby what do you think tell us uh i i feel like the one opinion that i can give is there there's so much going on behind the scenes that I think we don't know about, especially between the relationship of Chris Rock and the Smiths. I thought Jada looked absolutely stunning, even totally. before the joke or anything. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know she had alopecia, but I thought the shaved head was a look. I loved it. Um, so it was wild that it kind of blew up the internet the way that it did. But yeah, I think there's a lot going on there. Um, that doesn't that hasn't been discussed outside of was it appropriate to slap somebody at the Oscars which I feel like generally no it's not okay to do that right and of course this is as as you said their relationships between them we we don't know everything behind the scenes but we do know that six years ago Chris Rock made another jab at um at Jada and it, it was another kind of bad joke and it was basically he said he said that that so it was when when Jada Pinkett Smith was one of the first people boycotting the Oscars, talking about it, wanting to do it, wanting to take a stand. And Chris Rock said, oh, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith saying that is like me saying, um, you know, like that I don't want to go in Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited to begin with. And it's like, again, a bad joke, misogynistic, like stupid. Um but clearly, clearly, like there's some bad blood there to 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 do those two jokes. Any chance you get this the Oscar stage that you have to crack one at them? And granted, they were kind of an easy target, Jaden. Well, given what has been going on with them in recent months, with their certain things about their relationship being exposed, with with Jada Pinkett Smith's have, having a, she having an affair and and them be, being in an open marriage an open relationship and certain things unfolding. So it's all on the heels of so much context that we all have various amounts of context and no one will, no one really knows the full truth about it. Basically, as I said, this set the world on fire. Everyone has been talking about it and we're going to just talk a little bit about some of, some of the reactions because basically it's like everyone has been asked. Every famous person has had to say something, but also the second you open your mouth, you are not safe because there's, it feels like there's no way to have the correct opinion about this. And so basically, okay, I'm just going to list some people who kind of were more on Chris's side. So Zoe Kravitz made her Instagram caption. She was like, here's me at an event where somebody slapped someone. And it was, this is paraphrasing, but it was this kind of passive aggressive shady thing. And then people, she went from like, the world's most favorite person in the whole world to all of a sudden just getting roasted on the internet. People were digging up the randomest stuff about her. It was like the way you can go from so beloved to people just tearing you apart. It's crazy. Um, Jim Carrey is another one who, who made a statement on, on Gail King, Um, two of the three hosts. So Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes were the three hosts. And Amy Schumer made a statement on Instagram, Wanda Sykes on the Ellen DeGeneres show. 
and they both used the word traumatized. Wanda Sykes taught when she was speaking and Amy Schumer in an Instagram caption, a written caption. And I think it's it's interesting that they both used that word because they put so much work into this. It was like their baby. Like you, 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 when you host the Oscars, it's you, it's yours. Like you should be able to feel empowered by that and take ownership of what you're doing. And like for someone to just ruin that, it's, it is traumatizing. And, and I don't think people are really talking about them enough. Um, Wait, to be yeah. fair, though, Amy's yeah. first post was, oh, if you want a distraction from yeah. all this Oscar stuff, watch my new show, Life and Beth, on, the, on Hulu. That was so and funny. It, that killed me. I was like, are you not going to actually talk about it? And then her following post was a lot more of a serious like message about it. But I was like, right. that's such a good use of, you know, this post is about to blow up. Use it as marketing. Like, oh, <laughs> she was, Mar- and she also show. mentioned like to, to talking about her summer tour. That's like months yeah. away. Like watch my show, get tickets to my show at my, my stand up show. And okay, here's what's happening. It's genius. It's, it's the best PR she could have ever gotten because she knows whatever she posts and says about it, it's screenshotted on every big like platform being like, Amy Schumer speaks out first, watch her show and go to her tour. And exactly. then you can hear what she has to say. No, it's so perfect. And it's like, basically, I'd say there are about 25 or 30 celebrities right now where if you Google them, the first thing that comes up is their response to this situation. Even if they're an A-list celebrity promoting a huge project right now, the first thing that shows up is their reaction to this. If they've said something about it, that's what you see when you Google them. And it's just like, it's it's astounding. We thought that the La La Land Moonlight mix-up was crazy when they called La La Land as best picture and it was really Moonlight. We thought that was crazy and that was something people were going to talk about forever. Like, pales in comparison. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And then just one, one person I thought... Um, well, okay, I'm going to say a few more people who who had some opinions. Tiffany Haddish on the red carpet said something along the lines of that it was nice that Will Smith was defending his wife, standing up for his wife. And and um, I get where she's coming from, but I think for me it feels more like some fragile masculinity that you feel like if you want to show your wife that you're a man, you have to go slap someone because Will Smith's masculinity has been – called into question that like, oh, you would let your wife go have this, this fling. And and that's all based so much in like these weird ideals that we have about society when it was revealed that their marriage has been like open for a long time and in a mutual way. Like it's all that like, you know, Will is, is like a loser and, and he's not a real man or whatever. So I feel like this stems from something deeper that, that is more, it, it has to do with the way their their marriage, the entanglement that they use that word very famously. Like th- this, this feels like a deeper rooted thing for me. Um, yeah. So I get where Tiffany was coming from, but yes, but also why didn't he could have made the joke about Tiffany who who voluntarily yeah. shaved her hair off and like the joke would have been a lot better received because well it's not like that funny of a joke. Like if he was gonna say it, say it about someone that like ha- made the choice to shave her head like her oh my yes. god I keep saying it shave her hair off rather than someone that had to do it for a medical reason like yeah I don't know but Tiffany Haddish what a wild thing I mean realistically if anyone should have gone up there and slapped him it should have been Jada and that would have been really a lot more appropriate. Mm, so that would have been so interesting I, I can't even begin to unpack how we would have reacted to it 
because it's so See, in that case, different. I would have been like, I would have been like, go off this. Like. It would have been like girl boss. Like how people talk about Elizabeth Holmes, girl bossing close to the sun. Like it yeah. would have, people would have been like that. Uh, it's just yeah, my favorite though, my favorite yes. response was OJ Simpson <laughs> saying that Will <laughs> should have never good. slapped him. Like OJ Simpson Bro. is saying that someone should have should never have slapped him. Like that's actually why. Bro, here's what I'll say for OJ. He did say he understood where he was coming from. He understood that yeah, when personal when you have when you have emotions and, and pain inside, you make impulsive decisions that could be very violent and could end in you know physical assault or worse death. Yeah. But when you're in that situation, like. OJ really empathized with that. His and post he made was just clear. a snippet from his like court case. That's what it was. What do you, what do you his mean? His post was just a snippet of his court case. It was his defense trying to defend Will Smith. Shelby, speak. You shall be unmute. Tell us what you're yeah. What? I don't know where you are. I don't know what's happening. Oh, okay. I'm, I just need to get this clear. Yeah. OJ Simpson yes. said that he understands how Will Smith could have felt being triggered like that to do yeah. an act of violence. Along those lines, he he kind of empathized. He said it's wrong, but he understood, you know, where it came from on the inside. Like yeah, he, I yeah. feel like you, like, last person I want empathizing with me is O.J. Simpson, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wait, here's the direct quote. I'm getting the direct quote. Hey, look, it was unfortunate. I think Will, Will was wrong. Look, I understand the feeling. In my life, I've been through a lot of crap. I was raising two young kids, and every comedian in the country had OJ routines. I don't think I want to want to be slap a couple of those guys, but you've got to accept it's human. That's that's a very human uh, response, and it is true. Like people are going to have the the Chris Rock Will Smith routine now, the way they had the OJ routines. Yeah, like Norm Norm Macdonald on SNL was he was most famous for the OJ stuff. That's what you can tie directly to, to him getting the boot on SNL was he would push the OJ stuff really far. And in retrospect, it's, it's a great thing to have on YouTube to, to go back to that stuff. Cause he went, he, that that's iconic. Uh, everything he did, it, it pushed the boundaries, but um, yeah. One, one more person that maybe you don't want empathizing with you is um, Alec Baldwin also spoke out and, and condemned condemned the behavior and um Alec Baldwin who accidentally shot someone on a film set and is now filming another movie uh so I guess he didn't really have repercussions of that he also his wife announced um that she's pregnant again for like the 13,000th time um so good for them I mean whatever uh okay and then in conclusion about the reactions Daniel Radcliffe had perhaps the best response he and he's back in the news because he's filming he, he just had that movie the lost city with sandra bullock and channing tatum which i need to go see and bowen yang is in it snl uh cast member is in that that as well and daniel radcliffe said that he is quote dramatically bored of the whole discourse and that he doesn't want to contribute on opinion because we don't need more opinions on this matter and here we are on on a podcast talking about it giving opinions but i, I think we can all agree that daniel radcliffe had he was talking some good sense uh, in that whole Why thing. Why is Daniel Radcliffe commenting on this? Period. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. The fact that he's in the headlines, like, honestly, 
OJ, Alec Baldwin also don't make sense, but everyone else kind of was there. They had their two cents. Why is Daniel Radcliffe commenting on this? I think like, he so was asked because all these all these famous people are doing press for you know the Lost City, which had amazing numbers in in its first week of, of release, yeah. and it's so it's this massive movie, and all you want to do when you do your press is answer questions about your movie, give a little about your personal life, have fun, get some laughs. You don't necessarily want to be asked about this random Will Smith, Chris Rock drama, but like you simply cannot go on a talk show these days or get interviewed to promote your own stuff without being asked about it. So I think he was like, that's not what I'm here to do. Like, shut up and let me promote my movie and let's like have a nice chat and I'm over this. Just a side note. I yeah. forgot that Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter, but I was just thinking of him. I was imagining him as the dog walker in Trainwreck. Um, oh, so in the movie maybe. Trainwreck, they're in a theater and the movie's called The Dog Walker and it's about Daniel Radcliffe walking dogs. And like in my mind just now, I was like, what is Daniel Radcliffe known for? Oh yeah, The Dog Walker. So that's, that's where funny. I'm at right now. So I completely forgot about that. I, it, it's a great movie. It's, he, it, actually, I take it back. Since he was in an Amy Schumer movie, he does have the right to say. That's true. There is a connection. It's all Seven connected. away from Daniel Radcliffe. Manifest voice. If anyone saw Manifest, it's all connected. It's all connected. That's a creepy show, but it's a good show. So basically, yeah. So the, the most recent updates, Will Smith apologized in a, in like, you know, a written apology, which is much less sincere than a, you know, you can't, you don't really know how someone feels if they just have a, like a notes app apology, or even if, even if you bump up the font and clean up the edges and make it pretty, like, you, you don't really know how someone feels when they write an apology. So he apologized. The Academy claimed that they tried to make him leave. And then reports today from various sources are alleging that that's BS, that the Academy did no such thing. And they're just trying to like cover their backs. And so that's a main development. And then another development is video footage. First, it was audio footage. And then video also came out today from Chris Rock's stand-up show in Boston, sold out. These, the tickets, any remaining tickets skyrocketed in price and and they, they were on like, you know, like secondhand, whatever the phrase is, um, sites. Um, what, what's the word for like other sellers? Third party. Yeah, like third party sellers um, who buy tickets and then resell them, whatever. Um, it's like they were in the thousands. Like these, these tickets that were going for like $42, thousands. And then it fully sold out. And so he addressed it. He said he's still processing it. He's not going to get into it. He came to do a, a show that he wrote and he doesn't have the words for it right now. And that's fine. And then he also, according to a report from the Rolling Stone, from Rolling Stone, uh, I don't want to sound like a grandma. Um, grandmas are cool, but I, I want to sound young and hip. Uh, according to Rolling I Stone. I want to sound like a grandma on the contrary. So I I'll, do I'll practice Who that. Who am I kidding? Okay. Who am I kidding? I'll um, practice that. Yeah. Oh, that was, are you okay? What was that voice? That I wasn't was, a grandma. That was Larry David. It is. Well, okay. That was a grandma. When I'm older, my voice is going to sound like a grandpa's voice anyway. It's true. So. You already kind of sound like Larry David. I already kind of sound like that. So yeah. Please. Okay, no, the last, don't, the last don't thing. tease me like that. I know. I know. I'm being too nice. Only because you have COVID. I'll be extra nice. Okay. So he said, this is, this is really sad. He said the worst thing that happened to him over the weekend was he found out his daughter didn't get into the University of California. He was like, that's actually like a really crappy thing that happened to me. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. That sucks. Like, that was like where she wanted to go and she has to figure out whatever else. So 
that's that's another quote uh, from Rolling Stone from somebody who was at the event. So he's like busy. And actually, that is a segue into something else that we want to talk about. We're still on this this story, but we're going to talk about the SNL implications as we always tie it back. How is SNL going to address this? And the main thing, my main point about it, by Saturday, we will have had a week of this. The discourse fatigue is going to be, it's already crazy. It's going to be even more severe by Saturday, which is why my kind of theory is SNL has simply no choice but to reenact the situation or to do impressions of it because that's the only thing that hasn't been done yet is a full-blown high quality like the top of the cream of the crop impressionist breakdown of what happened it's the only thing we haven't seen yet we've seen every take on Twitter on TikTok on podcasts so SNL that's that is it like they can't just say we're just going to crack some jokes about this on update they have to lean all the way into it and and go full out on impressions. So we did some research and Chris Rock has been in Boston most of this week for shows. And then he has two shows on Saturday night in, in New Jersey. So pretty close one at 7 PM and one at, at 10 PM. So the chances of him appearing on SNL are low because even if it's a pre-tape, he would have to film it from Boston. He's been in Boston all week. And then he's in Boston through Friday night and then Saturday night he's in New Jersey. So the odds are very low that he can make it. Um, but do you, do you, what do you, what do you guys think? Do you want to manifest that he, that he can uh, save the day somehow and and do like a a, a magical appearance somehow? I I don't think he will be there. It's a little crazy to think he could. He's, he's booked and busy. He should stay maybe away from the topic for a little bit. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that's. That's fair. It's just kind of yeah. fun to imagine that he. How do you imagine it though to be like play out on the show? I'm seeing a lot I, I of different things. Reenact. I think they're going to reenact it like in full of what happened, and then the other thing that SNL can do that uh, no one else has really done is they can make it really like high tech and add in a bunch of elements of maybe like a rewind. They did a sketch with Keenan recently where it was they were doing like that cool rewind uh, thing with the the tape, the the old videotape. Um, from the was I think it was last episode, the Zoe Kravitz episode. And so they could play with that. They could do some cool tech stuff. And I just think like they have to do impressions and they have to do something really yes. like uh like uh, they have to do stuff. They yeah. Do so something. I don't think they'll reenact the slap. Um I and I know I always come on here and I say like, oh I think they're gonna do one of those impression sketches where they're all like auditioning for a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I actually could see it happening where they're like being a bunch of celebrities reacting to the slap and like they don't actually oh. like do it or like they quickly reenact and they're getting people like on a red carpet like talking about it after. Or I'm imagining someone to come on update, like someone, as in like someone who's either acting like Chris Rock or honestly like Ego as Jada mm. on like on update. I think that I mean, I think that would be really cool if they if they like had it from Jada's perspective or something That's like weird. that. Or like or you know those like yeah. dramatic like reenactments of like stories. Like have you ever seen like a drunk history um where they like yes. dramatically reenact it? They could do that from like all three perspectives, from like Jada's, from Wells, from Chris's. And I think I don't know, Shelby, what do you think? I'm spiraling. <laughs> You know, Sandrina in the chat actually had, uh, they said they think that Biden is going to slap Putin, which I think might be the way that SNL goes about this because it's kind of a controversial 
topic, but you're right. There's no way that they can't address it. Like it's so big in the news. And I wonder if maybe they'll do a reference to it while doing something else um, to keep mm. away from like causing too much more discourse. Cause like you said, by Saturday, people are going to be tired. Like they've heard every take they can hear. So that's, I thought that was an interesting comment. That reminds me of a few years ago. Do you remember when they did the Bachelor cold open Becca Kufrin season and they did Becca and Ari, they reenacted this crazy moment on the bachelor. So they basically, they did exactly what you're saying. It was a bachelor, like a huge moment where like this girl got her heart broken and they used, they retold the story, but with Robert Mueller and here where I just need to show you this. I'm just going to comment on how, and it was, I just like how you said um, this really big bachelor moment where a girl got her heart broken. As if that's not just like the small moment, every, every bachelor yeah. moment. But no, no that could fair. be a good idea. Like it was like they boom. did, and it was all it was like a metaphor. Like they were like, so they're talking about collusion, and like uh, it was just it, it was a really really smart way to to talk about pop culture and then weave it into politics. And so that was a good one. I, I'm explaining it horrifically, but that's no, that's you're that painting one painting the picture you're painting the picture yeah it was yeah. like you just use a metaphor of like how could you do this to me you betrayed me i i thought i trusted you and it was all metaphors of and then exactly so mm-hmm. they could do that with putin and biden uh i like that idea a lot and they need to be creative they it's like they have no choice but to be creative because every day that goes by if they're going to talk about it they know they have to you have to be original. Like it's, it's it's just getting harder and harder to be original. So they got to think outside the box. I'm pretty excited. And we also, so we're looking into Will Smith and his likelihood to appear. Now, I don't think, I think we could all bet that Will Smith himself will probably not appear on the show. He actually has, he never has, um, but he's been impersonated a lot. So Tim Meadows in 1998 did it. And then Jay Farrow did it a bunch of times in you know 10 years ago 10 uh, six times and then most recently in 2014 so we also looked into his schedule he's booked and busy this weekend too so we don't really think that he's going to come tim meadows however didn't see anything on his calendar so you know maybe he's taking a family vacation or he's filming something or he is being a cannibal in the brooklyn 99 universe if you get it, you get it. That's what Huey plays in, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's, he's one of my favorite cameos in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. So, but we we, we kind of stalked his his calendar on Ticketmaster and such. Yeah. And he could- Nicole and him have a shared Google calendar. We yeah, we do. Google calendar. He's just not up to date. So usually she knows what he's doing for a Exactly. Exactly. So he could be around, but also like we have a huge cast and like all of the roles that we want to fill, we can fill them. Like we have mm-hmm. so many people who could do so many- roles like I, I I mean maybe maybe like it'll be random like Jim Carrey will come in as himself or something like if we get like one person one famous cameo Daniel Radcliffe in, that's a good one that's a good one that's, okay that's everybody manifest one per and then we're this is our last thing we're gonna do and do it in the chat also manifest one real person who you want to cameo whether as themselves or as someone else of all the people we listed whether Chris Rock Will Smith someone who reacted to it, like Zoe Kravitz, Alec Baldwin, OJ Simpson, don't manifest Danny, um, Danny Daniel, Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, Tiffany Haddish, Jim Carrey, everyone who has, has reacted to it, 
Jada, her maybe Jada, Amy Schumer, on. Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, Wanda Sykes, yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody, say one person that you want to come on. Anyone related to the situation in any capacity who wants to go first? You go first. Me go I'm first. Thinking. Okay, me go first. Okay, that's how I talk to my dog. You go. I've been talking to my dog all day, so I'm in that mode. Oh my gosh, Questlove, Sandrine in the chat. We didn't even mention Questlove yet. I agree. Questlove of everyone he got the shortest end of the stick because he won the Oscar. Chris Rock was presenting the category that Questlove won in, best documentary feature. He had Summer of Soul, a documentary that is, I, I need to go so see it good. now. You it's saw it? It's so good, yeah. I'm I think like it's on Hulu. It. It's on something. Okay, so we're, I'm going to go stream that, like maybe even after this. I'm, I, after, I'm the biggest fan of his. When I saw John Mayer live, Questlove filled in with like, 10 minutes notice because not to, I'm being so dramatic, like two hours notice because John Mayer's drummer got COVID. And so Questlove's like, yeah, I haven't done these songs with you in like 20 years, but you know, I'll probably be fine. So we went to Madison Square Garden and filled in. And it was so, I like just feel so connected to Questlove after that because he he's just, he literally, and I was listening to him on Fallon when he was interviewed on Monday after he was like, all my career, like I never turn down any opportunity, however big or small, like I just want to perform and have fun and connect with people. And like, he just deserved that moment so much. And so Questlove would be the perfect cameo. He's in the building. He, the Roots is the, the, the band for the Tonight Show. So he's in that building at least, you know, five nights a week, pretty much, not usually Saturdays, but he was in the very, very famous sketch with Timothy Jalmay and Pete Davidson. And he was the one who slapped them in that sketch. So that would be a really interesting cameo because not only was he the person who was, I'd say the most impacted by the slap in the, in the moment, because his moment was taken away at the Oscars. He also is extremely available at 8H and he had a pretty famous slap in a very famous SNL sketch. So Questlove would be a good one. That's mine. What do you, what do you guys want? Yeah, I also agree that Quest, and I feel like very likely that he would be there. Um, I would like to see Wanda Sykes, um, just because I love her. <laughs> I love listening to her talk. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I would like an Amy Schumer cameo, because like, I'm like an Amy Schumer unapologetic, but I'm still, I'm hooking my like, line into Daniel Radcliffe. Just because if he is on the show, and I see Casey in the chat is completely agreeing with me. Um, it would just be so funny if Daniel Radcliffe was the person to come on SNL to talk about the scenario. Um, but yeah, so that'll be really exciting to see, though. I like cannot wait for Saturday. Same. Okay, now we're going to do a little segment. And I would say the majority of what we talk about today will be the Oscars, Oscars related. We want to take a second to just talk about some really nice amazing moments from the night because all the media coverage 90% of it has been this and and we need to shed light on other stuff that happened because there was a lot a lot of other stuff that happened and my personal favorite thing all night that happened was when Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli introduced Best Picture it was just the most heartwarming moment I had ever seen and and people were making fun of Lady Gaga when she was snubbed by the Academy for Best Actress. She did a very Oscar baby film, House of Gucci. She was racking up a lot of other nominations, a couple wins, very like active on the award show circuit and doing a lot of interviews, a lot of press. Like she wanted the nomination or at least she acted like she did and, and was like 
you know, I think that when you act like you're too cool for it, then it's easier to be like, oh, I didn't want it anyway. But it's easier to make fun of someone when they really make it clear that they want it. So she made herself an easy target when she was showing that passion and that interest for all those weeks and months to be in the conversation. And then she gets snubbed from it. So she made herself a target for people to make fun of her, which, which like she didn't deserve at all. And then I just, it was such a beautiful full, full circle because it seemed like she got the short end of the stick or that she was snubbed. It was the biggest snub people talked about. And then she really got the biggest prize of the night because she introduced the biggest category of the night and with one of the most legendary entertainment industry professionals of all time with Liza Minnelli. And, and it was so touching to see Liza Minnelli has her, her health. We don't know exactly what has gone on, but she was in a wheelchair and she appeared to have some cognitive um, issues and she wasn't like she needed some help from Lady Gaga in that moment to to do the presentation and to announce everything. And it was just so touching and so classy the way that Lady Gaga did that and the way she shows respect for older people in the industry and like Tony Bennett, what she did for years with him and continues to work with him. So it's just really cool to see her pay respect to the people who she clearly admires so much and that she wants to lift them up to. I was just touched by that. It was beautiful. Yes. Liza also has, um, I botched the pronunciation, encephalitis and it's swelling yeah. of the brain. So it yeah. can cause um, a lot of things. And I did see in the chat that Liza Minnelli has severe vertigo, which actually it it's her in Arrested Development. Her character does have severe vertigo. So I think that's probably where the confusion lies there. But in real life, she has encephalitis. So, yeah, I mean, I I love Lady Gaga. I like I don't know who I was happier to see. Like my two favorite women in Hollywood are Lady Gaga and Amy Schumer. So um, I was just so why is it interesting I really relate to Amy Schumer because we're very similar but um mm -hmm. I think I think Lady Gaga did such a great job she was a champ I mean it was even mentioned in the monologue that like she was a big snub and she just powered mm -hmm. through as she always does and just was so it was so heartwarming it was obviously really just like heartbreaking to see Liza in that like in that condition on the stage but Lady Gaga like helped push it through, made, made her feel good about it on stage. And she like looked at her and whispered and was like, I got you. And it was just, it was so nice to see. Yeah. So one, so about Amy Schumer, um, she, she, I think that she did an okay job, but I, I think that also we needed to pay more attention to like Wanda's site. Wanda, I'd say Wanda did, was my favorite of the three that night. She did this really cute pre-recorded sketch where she was going around to getting this tour of this museum. Regina did some, her, her stuff was a little bit iffy, kind of cringy. Um, and then Amy it so Schumer, cringy. it was very cringy. It was cringy, but honestly, she was really, it benefited from the whole Will Smith thing, because I think if that didn't happen, people would be coming after her. Cause basically she was, it, it was kind of like a sexual assault harassment sketch it was like flipping the narrative that it was a woman but I, I don't think that really made it much better it, it was it was very cringy and and not not even funny like it's it's not like you took this she took a risk in the name of like humor there was nothing even funny within the cringy kind of awkwardness and then Amy Schumer the one other thing that we'll bring up and then again most of what we're talking about today will be the Oscars but she one joke that really caught fire online was 
when she went after Kirsten Dunst and basically called her a seat filler. And her, uh, so, so Kirsten Dunst and her husband, Jesse Plemons, were both nominated for The Power of the Dog. And Amy Schumer was like, oh, excuse me, seat filler, can you move? And she kicked Kirsten out of her seat and she starts talking to Jesse, kind of flirting with him. And then he's like, you know, that's my wife, right? And it was like, it wasn't that great, but people were like defending Kirsten Dunst beyond belief, even though she was in on the joke. She was in on the joke. It was a bit obvious. If she did it to the husband, it would have been like, I don't even know his name. That's how like, it would have been rude yeah, because like, yeah. he is a nobody. Like he isn't Kirsten Dunst. Like that's, I, that literally, I was like seeing online. I was like, this is why the world is like toxic because like, it was a joke that Kirsten Dunst was in on. It's Kirsten Dunst. No one is con- like, questioning if she's a seat filler or not like that's insane and like the world's like ain't that is so mean to her and I'm like she was in on she got up out of the seat like she knew it was happening like crazy and she also got a lot of like she got a lot of uh bad negative feedback on like her being like Jennifer Lawrence did a good job although she's gained a bit of weight this year because she's pregnant and they're like best (laughs) friends and you even hear in the back of like the recording like you could hear like the cackling like it People are just like very nitpicky and everything. Well, I do think the the Regina stuff was definitely cringy and like not right. I don't think anything that was said was controversial, like from the three of them should have yeah. ever been taken like in a weird way because they're all jokes and they're all friends with these people that they talked to before. Agreed. Shelby, Shelby what, do what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think everybody likes having a hot take. And so if, if they can find an issue in something, they're going to find an issue in it. But I, like you guys said, I, she was clearly in on the joke. Like, I think most most of the people there were in on whatever jokes were going to be told about them, with the exception of probably the Jada, Chris Rock, <laughs> Will Smith situation. Um, but yeah, pretty much I everything you guys said has been my thoughts on it, too. Yeah, we get too much adrenaline. I can speak to this too. Like there's too there's too much adrenaline from making a tweet or an, a post or a story and like getting a reaction out of it. If you have one tweet that is just gets a lot of attraction, it's like and then you say something controversial about somebody and people pick up the tweet and are interacting with it. It's like there's way too much like serotonin that comes with it and I don't think any of us really there's like no one I think who deserves that reaction, like like the positive reaction in our brains when we do something on the internet that gets so much validation, like we are not equipped as humans to handle that amount of like positive like feedback and reinforcement and stuff. Like we are literally not programmed to handle that. And so if you do that and you know people are going to pick up what you're doing, like with Zoe Kravitz, she was the most beloved celebrity ever yesterday. And today people are digging up everything they can about her and it's like because people do that not because they really care, but more because of it's it's like that cycle that that you just it feels good and then it feels bad when it doesn't happen and it's this pendulum. I will say I I'm pretty sure this was Kirsten Dunst's first Oscar nomination, so I can see how people might have seen that and been like, "This is her first nomination. It's a big deal for her. Like, don't make fun of her." Blah blah blah. But like I said, I don't think the joke was meant to be hurtful. I, I think she was in on it. Agreed completely. I think that's all we're going to say about the Oscars. Um, thank you everybody for all the commentary in the chat and bearing with us. There's 
truly endless amounts to say, which is rare for the Oscars. It's the first year in a long time where I truly could talk about the Oscars for five hours. So that's good. Good for them. But we're going to move on to, to something I quite literally have no yeah, idea. Now for the Oscars of college basketball, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about, I'm a really big March Madness fan. So I've been watching each game with like bated breath. I mean, it's been super interesting this year, like so many upsets, and I have a have lost all three of my brackets. So um, the Elite Eight was last weekend, and Saturday the games were uh, Houston versus Villanova and Arkansas versus Duke, with Villanova and Duke coming out on top. So those two are going to be entered to the Final Four, and everyone was just so anxious for this UNC, um, oh, St. Peter's. I keep saying St. Petersburg, St. Peter's game on Sunday because if you UNC won, they'd be playing Duke in the final four. And that is exactly um, what has panned out. And then also just Kansas versus Miami. Kansas has won. So they're also going into the final four, which is coming up this Saturday. The games are this Saturday and it's just pretty massive because Duke UNC is like, they're the biggest rivals. And the fact that um, they're all like going against each other and it's in New Orleans. I am a little biased because I have so many of my friends here went to Duke and they flew out. They got thousand dollar tickets or flying out overnight to go see it. So I've been living vicariously through them. Interesting. So do you guys, do you guys care at all? I, about this I couldn't care less, except I care about uh, March Madness because it's such a great vehicle for other things so wicked Mm -hmm. the musical the instagram account this is my this is my response this is truly all i have to say um the instagram account did a march madness bracket of all the songs from wicked and it was like you know you did the bracket and 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 so that that was my march madness and i truly enjoyed it tremendously um it's weird It's, it's sad that i don't like following sports because i like the ways people analyze sports like the way we do our by the numbers shows and all of our stats stuff like I live for that it's one of my favorite things that we do on the SNL network but I and, and it's the stuff people do with, that's with sports sports analysts it's we 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 use so much of, of like similar analytical tools that that you talk about with sports mm-hmm. and I just wish I cared because yeah. it fits my like intellectual part of my brain it makes sense it's the type of ways I like to think but I just, I yeah. can't do it. Well, here's some pop culture news following March Madness, which doesn't typically happen. So Eric Church, he's a pretty famous country singer. He has a concert in San Antonio scheduled for the Saturday at the AT&T Center. And he actually just canceled this concert on Wednesday. And here's the letter that he published out to each of the individual people that got tickets. To the, to the church choir, which is a really cute name for your fans. That's a side note. This Saturday, my family and I are going to stand together to cheer on the Tar Heels, as UNC, as the team has made it to the Final Four. As a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years, but I've, I have yet to, have yet to, this is wrong, I have yet to see the matchup in the Final Four. This is the first time in history of the NCAA tournament is in any is any sports enthusiast dream he did not edit this right um this is also the most selfish thing i've ever asked the choir to do give up your saturday night plans with us so i could have this moment with my family and sports community however it's the same type of passion felt by people who fill the seats at our concerts that makes us want to be part of a crowd at, the, at a game of this significance 
Woody Durham has always said, go where you go, do what you do. Thanks for letting me go here and be with the Tar Heels. So he has canceled this tournament, that this tournament, this concert that people have spent money to go to, to go see the, the UNC Duke basketball game. So this, I'm so curious, everyone's opinion. This I like, think is funny. This is very interesting to wild, me. Wild, yeah. It's, so the first thing that came into my mind is I wonder what people would say if Chris Rock did that on Saturday and he canceled his Saturday shows to go to on an SNL. I don't think he would do that because he really is like one of the least ego maniacal celebrities I think ever. And any, anything I hear about him is that he's like very humble and wouldn't do that. But I mean, could you blame him if he canceled his shows to go on SNL to talk about this? I wouldn't blame him at all. I, it's interesting. Clearly this guy is a little bit of an, like a little egotistical if he calls his fans the choir that's that to me that's like all I need to know that he's, he's selfish to begin with so I feel like for him I have no idea who he is so I'm just painting this picture out of nothing but I feel like for him to call your fans the choir and then go cancel stuff to go watch a sports game I'm like that adds up that makes sense to me but good for him like be your authentic self, even if that means that you are selfish. Like as long as you own being selfish, there's not really a problem. I think he should have been more apologetic. I I think I don't necessarily have, cause like there's no way he could have known when he scheduled these dates that like all of these events were going to lead up to his favorite team. I don't know anything about sports, by the way, but his favorite team doing a very important thing. Um, so I understand, like, I understand um, it, this was out of his control, but he also, like, I think when he says, this is the most selfish thing I've ever done, and I'm asking the, I'm asking my fans to, I can't remember what it was, but I feel like he should have been a little bit more apologetic because I'm sure there are people who are really looking forward to seeing him and they did spend money on his concert. And I know if I was really looking, like if I was going to go see Megan the Stallion, I would be super excited. And if I heard she was canceling to see a basketball game, I'd, I'd be bummed out. So, but I also like, he's a person, he should get to do things that he enjoys and not have to constantly be a slave to his work schedule. So I'm conflicted. Wait, here. I disagree. I think this is so messed up. I don't think really? he should have ever canceled this. Like, I mean, yeah, it sucks. It sucks that you can't go to this game if you're having a concert, but you made a commitment to your friends. Like if I were to just message my manager and say, Hey, I'm going to be, I'm there. There's a really big thing that I want to do. Like, Okay, RuPaul Drag Race finale is on East Coast time. Oh, hi, manager. I'm just going to end work early to go watch this, which is my I think that's something you would final do. four game. No, I wouldn't. Actually, wouldn't? I would. I, no, I mean, See, if maybe I were your manager, like, if I were your manager, I would, I would like understand and, and be happy for you. No, I you mean, wouldn't do you, it? you have work as a commitment. You're making money off of this job. That comes first, no matter what. Like Oops. we moved this podcast a few weeks ago because at my work, I needed yeah. to work. And yeah. that's like, in my mind, I think that's so unacceptable. And I would I be did so that at work once when the Britney, when the Britney Spears hearings were happening, like the original ones, I told work that I had to be gone from 12 PM to 1245 PM. On to like be fair, Tuesday. just put it on. Just put I it did on. say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. In retrospect, I sh I didn't have to do that. I could have just had it playing. But I, I was just a silly little child then a year ago. I didn't know better. 
it was like 20 minutes and I was like, I have to take off for this. I think I just wanted to be kind of funny about it and like cheeky, but there's no point. Anyway, yeah. as you were. <laughs> I also feel like it's different when it's like somebody that employs you, like they're not to get too preachy, but within Preach our- to the choir. Well, within the, in our capitalist system, I don't think it's a big problem to take off work to do something that you want to enjoy. But because the roles are reversed and these people are paying him to see him perform, I think you're right. He does have an obligation to show up and do his job because they're literally giving their money to him so he will do his job. To be fair, he refunded everyone the tickets right. he's not rescheduling though which is crazy oh, to me and jason aldean also defended him and saying that he completely understands what he's doing and i'm like i mean maybe i'm thinking of my work which is not being a mega famous country singer and i really don't have the autonomy to just do whatever i want and right. to be fair i work in tech it's decently flexible so i would never like i don't know it's so hard for me to imagine myself in that situation but just a really interesting, like, March Madness Final Four drama pop culture story. The last thing I'll say on that is, um, as Sandrine pointed out in the chat, all, I, Sandrine always, always on it. The other thing I like about March Madness brackets is we actually did one on the SNL Network. Recently, we did a bracket for catchphrases. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely do it. It was like one of our super fan takeover long haul episodes and it was so much fun and it was fun to watch I wasn't in on that one um but it was it was like when when you want to like really nerd out it's really it's really fun so go listen to that one after this or if you if you haven't already and that's all I have to say so March Madness I like it here I like it when it's incorporated for Wicked the musical and that's that on that go Duke okay Um, I want to introduce your favorite segment Rebecca Yes, my favorite segment is what do we think they will mention on SNL this week? So I'm going to quickly run through. We had a lot of Oscars talk about the slap and every celebrity that has commented on the slap. And then we also discussed just a lot of the the Lady Gaga, Liza Minnelli comments and then uh, presentation. And then we had uh, Amy Schumer and Regina and then also Wanda Sykes, all the host like stuff. So those are three separate, in my mind, like entities mm-hmm. that they're going to talk about. And then March Madness in general, the final four, and then Eric Church. So do not defend your answer. Just say what you think they'll definitely talk about this week on SNL. Nicole, start. I See, I want to be like quirky and different. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say Kirsten Dunst. Okay, I'm gonna say the slap then. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna think of a backup if you if you both were gonna say it. Okay, Shelby, what what's yours? And in the chat, let us know too what yours is. Manifest I, even if it's not what you think. Manifest what you want in the chat. I I feel like the slap can't even really count because there's literally no way they're not gonna acknowledge it, right? Like there's no. Well, way- we said that about Kanye. Yeah. That's fair, but I feel like that was a more sensitive issue because it involved Pete Davidson, who's on like a cast member on the show, whereas like Chris Rock and Will Smith aren't cast members on the show. So it's like way less consequential to them. Um, So I feel like that's way more likely to happen. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I guess the slap, but if I feel like that doesn't necessarily count, um, then probably... Yeah, Kirsten Dunst then would be the next yeah. thing about that I would say is the most relevant. 
Yeah, Chris, it's an interesting one because he, of all of like the former cast members, he comes on, I would say more than anyone in the in casual ways. So a lot of them come on if they're signed on to do an impression, a political impression, like Maya Rudolph had that contract where she was basically a cast member for a third of the season when she was doing Kamala Harris, obviously Tina Fey and Amy Poehler when they did Sarah Palin and, and well, I guess, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Hillary Clinton at that time, they both came on after they had left. And so when that happens, but, but Chris Rock does it, he comes on so frequently, kind of just randomly, like he pops in and out. So he, it, of anybody who, who's a former cast member who pops in casually, he's at the top of the list of who would be likely to do it, except if he weren't booked and busy this weekend. Mm-hmm, that's fair. So but yeah, that's that. okay, good so, call, good call. I think we'll, I think we'll be right. More this week than ever. This week, we, 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 yeah, we're gonna, it's hard to be wrong this week based on what we said. But, um, yeah, so with that, um, first of all, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, Shelby, we wanna hear where people can find you and then we're gonna, we're gonna plug, we're gonna switch things up. We're gonna plug SNL Network at the end. So just you personally, where can people find you? What are you up to? What's up? Um, I do so many cool, fun, creative things. I just rebranded my website, which is shelbyfrostwoods.com. So honestly, anything that you want to find of mine is on my website, shelbyfrostwoods.com. If you, you know, are looking for like a digital freelancer for like video editing or podcasting, I mean, I feel like Nicole and Rebecca can attest to my skills. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talented. So yes. um, all my socials are there too. So website is shelbyfrostwoods.com. Yes. And thank you so much for, for being here. It was so much fun to have you so on screen because I think for Rebecca and I, it feels kind of like you're on the show, even mm-hmm. though it doesn't for people who aren't listening, but it was nice to have you. So every now everybody can hear you. It was yeah, very I'm fun. I'm so excited to be invited on the show. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. So this is this show is like big kudos to Shelby day to day. And then also this week in particular for actually joining us. Yes, you got and it. Rebecca, where can people find you? And also, At what's how's tech and how's COVID? Yeah, it's chilling. Um, <laughs> Second COVID. I'm good. I, I mean, just it's follow me for barbecue on on anything. Um, nothing super interesting going on. Happy Happy Transgender Day visibility. Mm. So that's something yes. that we should not fail to mention. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, if you want to like, if anyone here wants to DM me some recs for any content and don't say succession, Nicole, I will be really bored during this next like 10 days or so. So hit me up anywhere. Yes. I'm watching the dropout. I think you would like it. It's, I've seen, seen it. I've oh, seen yeah. a lot of it. I it's just so haven't you, finished. Rebecca, because it's it's it's, it's like the West Coast tech world, the Silicon Valley vibes. It's very yeah. Um, that's yeah. mine. I think actually after this, I'm either going to watch Questlove's documentary or the rest of the Dropout. Those are my top two things I need to catch up on right now. And you can find me at Nicole Rovine on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, I have my handle back. If you know, you know. I had like what well, I had to change it, and then I had to change it back. And we're kicking. We're, we're back again at Nicole Robin. Feels so good. And as for the SNL Network, we are back in the swing of things. It always feels good to be back here. We kind of, this is one of the first shows we do in the, the when we have our, our full on weeks. Like we kind of kick it off here pretty much. And then we have a new episode on Saturday. So Gerard Carmichael is hosting with musical guest Gunna. It's going to be really fun and a lot to cover. Of course, we, it's like, I feel like we're on the edge of our seats to see how SNL is going to handle this. 
So definitely after you tune in and watch SNL, the hot take show, as always, is going to be at 110 a.m. Eastern time. So it's the place, the only place and the best place to talk about the episode right after it airs, dump your thoughts in the chat, connect with people all over the place, all over the world who are like have a million thoughts running through their brains after they watch the show. It's so much fun. And then, of course, if you can't be there live, it's available Sunday. So that's your what you listen to on Sunday if you didn't make it the night before. And then Monday, the roundtable is just a more extended version. We go more in depth. We talk about more themes, underlying themes, themes that relate to the full season in the context of that one episode. We're going to have a patron feedback show on Wednesday, and then we're back here on Thursday. So thank you all for being here. We are so excited to be back in this new stretch of, of episodes, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.